Welcome back to another episode of the Flipping the Industry podcast. I am your host, Tori Johnston, and I am here with one of our incredible platform artists, Miss Caitlin Garland. I am so excited to be here today. Uh, my name is Caitlin Garland, and I own a micro salon in Frederick, Maryland, which is kind of between Washington, D.C. and Baltimore, Maryland. Um, and I have been in the industry since 2006, so I'll let y'all do the math on that. It's been a while. Um, and <laughs> I am a platform artist and a business master's educator with IBE. Yes, so exciting. I am really looking forward to your class coming up starting this next round that starts in January. I I have to say, like, no offense to the other business educators, and I know they won't take offense, but I am most excited for your class because it was something that was really, this is just a little side note for the for our listeners, but it's something that was really missing, and I think it ties perfectly into what we're going to talk about today, which is setting goals and making sure that we can achieve the things that we put our mind to before we get even get started. So I'm really excited for that. And I'm really excited to hear more about just your journey with extensions and how you found IBE. Yes. Um, I am also super excited for the upcoming master's round. And I think all (laughs) of the classes tie so perfectly in together. And I'm excited to be the one wrapping it up and um, just really, really pumped for that. So my journey um, has been that I, like I said, I've been licensed since since 2006. And I have always been um, in a commission salon, just literally doing everything. I was one of those people who wanted to be good at everything and kind of was like a jack of all trades. And if you would have asked me even like, five, 10 years ago, I didn't really believe in specialties. I was like, no, you Mm -hmm. need to be good at literally everything so that you can serve everyone and be the best for everyone. And I did that for a long time. And I was actually in education for nine years. I taught at a Paul Mitchell school and was with um, a brand teaching in salons as well. So I really kind of did literally everything. (laughs) And I was faced in 2018 with the wonderful, like kind of life-changing thing to start my own business. I was never, if you would have asked me, I never, ever wanted to start my own business. Um, (laughs) I had just had my first baby and my salon owner was like, Hey, can you come in for a meeting? I was literally on maternity leave and I was like, sure. And, uh, she was like, so I've decided that I really just don't want to have employees anymore. And I believe in you and your numbers are strong. And I think you can be a booth rental stylist and her, her plan was to have me in like one of her back rooms kind of renting almost like a suite. And yeah. I was terrified, but <laughs> it was that or find another salon. And I thought, mm. I, I don't know that I can, you know, I don't know that I want to go somewhere else. I think I can do this. And, but also, you know, just having my first baby and all that, it was very overwhelming. Um, and so I ended up doing it. I opened up my own um, little studio in um, January of 2019. And I quickly realized that being in the back of my old salon probably wasn't the move. And so I ended up um, relocating to where I'm, where I am now. Um, And it's been incredible ever since. And when I came out on my own, it was really important to me 
to kind of embody and become the business owner. And I, cause I never really thought mm-hmm. that I could do that. And so I really needed to, to discover like what it was that I wanted to do. And I started to dive really deep into business coaching and, and programs and things like that. And I actually, um, I joined uh, Thriver Society at the beginning of my journey. And I've met so many incredible people through that. And I went to one of their live events in January of 2020. And I met so many people who were extension specialists and just obsessed. And I was mm-hmm. like, really? Like, you know, <laughs> I, up until then, unfortunately, my experience with extensions was I learned a few different types and they were damaging and I saw it and I was like, I cannot do this to people. So I really didn't understand why people were so hyped, but it was funny. I really wish I could remember who it was that I connected with on that trip that told me about IBE. And I have to say, whoever it was, like they got me so hyped up about it and I had no (laughs) idea how new it was at that time. I thought it had like been around. I didn't know anything about extensions really Uh other than tape-ins and whatever. And so I went back home. And I promptly forgot the name of the method, like oh. literally went back home and was like, what was that called? <laughs> and so then oh. I'm like deep diving into looking at different like wefted methods or hand tied mm-hmm. methods. And I was like, okay. And so I kind of, and then somewhere I saw it and I, and I, I remembered, and I was like, oh, it's IBE and um, connected with a few people. And of course some had opinions about, oh, well that's just, it's too expensive. Don't do that one or whatever. And right. I dove so deep into the research of which method was I going to sign up for? Cause it seemed like something I was pretty interested in. And I mean, I like everyone else who signed up, it's like, you can't fool people on this grow out and on how healthy it is. And so I was like, whatever I am 1000% in. So yeah. I applied to, you know, sign up. And I think at that point it was like a six week waiting period. And so I was like waiting, waiting, waiting. Meanwhile, there was rumors of a shutdown and of things going on. And I was like, okay. I literally got the call and gave IBE my money the day before we shut down. And I was pregnant with my second son and I was terrified. I was like, is this the smartest move to make right now? Like this is, you know, a good investment, but I don't know how long I'll be out of work. And it was the most incredible decision I could have made. I'm so happy that it happened when it did because that entire time I was able to take and literally just dive in and learn. Yeah. And I, you know, was able to do that during the shutdown. So that was really when, um, when I did it, my mom was my model, you know, your social distancing <laughs> from everyone else. So right. my mom was my model and it was incredible. And I ended up coming back to work from literally just June to August. Cause then I had my baby in August And in the time from June to August, I went from having one extension guest to like 15 or something crazy. It was like exploding. And then now I've taken my business from, I had one tape in extension guest, like I said, for a while. And then now I I mean, that's my entire business. So it was the most incredible decision I could have made. And I just didn't expect it to be quite as amazing as it actually has been for me. And I've continued on with the education and the journey and it's been insane. There are so many stylists who have like such a similar success that you do having signed up right before the pandemic. I mean, I think the timing that this, I think I say this all the time, the timing that this program came out is just beyond ironic. 
Like, it cannot even put into words the perfect. Because I spoke on our last episode with Brittany just about how, from a mentor perspective, you know, she spent a lot of time with these people and really kind of, they kind of helped each other through that time that we were all sitting at home. And so it was, it was just really special all the way around. I think that a lot of hairstylists feel like that's what kept them in the industry as well by having someone to connect with and talk to every single day. And then on the other hand as well, I think that's why a lot of IBE stylists are so skilled because we really have taken the time to develop our skills and kind of build our, our technical abilities. Yeah, I think that no matter what, most of us went through some major shift during that time in our business, in our life, in whatever. And had I not had IBE to shift with, I don't know where I would be today or what I would be doing because I knew that something needed to change or that I wanted to Mm -hmm. change my business. And I was not totally sure what that was yet. And it, it absolutely, the timing was beyond perfect and it's exactly what my business needed and now you know it's just grown and gotten even crazier and wonderful and now I have an employee who's IBE certified and I mean it's just been this massive snowball kind of going down of of perfection so oh yeah and I feel like with IBE there is so many different ways to grow and to just expand your own business I feel like too you can even specialize in within IBE also yes like you can even you know you can do IBE but you could also just do you know reds in IBE or you could be a blonding specialist in IBE or you could work on curly hair in IBE I mean you could specialize in anything you want in your own niche or you can also expand into you know the education aspects of it and things like that I mean there's literally endless possibilities with it When it comes to expanding and really narrowing your focus on something, that's a big task. And I think that that's a lot of people's goal. And that is great, but there's a lot of things that come along with that um, that you might not even realize. So I want to get into setting these goals with you. And I want you to tell us why you think it's important to set a goal for the new year. You know, It's kind of, I think all of us go through this where it's like, whatever it is at the end of a year, we're either like, yes, we're going to set some resolutions for the new year, or we're like, screw that. I did that last year. It didn't work. So why do you think it's important to set those goals for the new year? Okay. I love this question. And I'm actually going to backtrack first into what you just said, which is, I think before we set a goal for the new year, I think it's imperative that we celebrate our wins from the previous year. I think that that is beyond important. I think we need to look back at the year with, you know, our realistic glasses on, but also our celebratory glasses on and say, what did I do? What did I achieve? Even if it wasn't on your goal list, there was something that you are proud of and that you, you know, you should celebrate for yourself. And I feel like people so many times were so focused. I know myself, this is something I fall into is like, what's next? What's What's my next goal? What am I doing? I really fall into that trap. And it's so important to sit back and to recognize what we've already done and Mm -hmm. to be proud of that and to discover, okay, I did this thing now. Am I happy here? Do I, you know, do I want to continue in the direction I'm going or is it time for a shift? 
And I think that so many times we want to make the goals bigger and grander. And I think that's important. But if you are kind of happy where you are, could you make goals in line with kind of keeping that? Um, So when it comes to why it's important to set a goal, I think, you know, the number one reason is it just gives you direction. Um, Mm. I think when we enter into a new year, there is, it feels so full of possibility and it feels for some reason in our, in our cyclical minds, just, okay, it's a new year. We can do all of these things when reality is we could do any of those things at any time during the year. It doesn't have to be, you know, the new situation, but I think giving direction to our goals, you know, or to our, our year is really important through goals. So, Mm, you know, actually writing it down and having that is going to give you what you need to be focusing on because sometimes we just sit and we think, okay, what now? What next? Right. Well, that's when we refer back to those goals. So having that direction, I think, is is the main reason. Uh, direction is so, so important because in really that can just be the goal. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be so detailed. Sometimes for some people, something really detailed is so much pressure that you actually turn away from it or shut mm-hmm. down. And so it can just be like figuring out what direction you want to take for this quarter. And it can just be in a general sense like that. And I think that that's more effective for some people who maybe are creative and don't really like to um, commit to certain things. And so just saying like, okay, this quarter I'm going to focus on, you know, maybe not using or over mixing my color. You know, something like that. Like, I'm really going to dial in my expenses and what I'm wasting in the salon. It can be something so simple as that, or it could be like, okay, I'm really going to focus on enforcing a policy, or Mm -hmm. I'm going to focus on not emotionally discounting. It can be something (laughs) just simple, which those are not, none of those are very simple. They're simple. They're not easy. And I think that's like, That's a big one. And I think what's so important about what you just said is that all of those, while they might seem small or, you know, simple, they're all trackable, which is, Mm -hmm. I think, one of the number one things that a goal needs to be is that we can actually track that it's being done. And it's not something just like we're not wishing into the wind like, oh, I just (laughs) want to be a better business person, you know, (laughs) like instead it's okay. I'm going to track my color expenses. You know, that is a super tangible, trackable goal that's going to still get you to whatever your bigger goal is on, you know, being a better business person or whatever that looks like. I think that we can have the grand things. And I, I agree with you when we sometimes get too detailed it can be overwhelming but I do think that we need to be specific on whatever that goal actually is I think um if I've been a serious victim of my own self where I just get too broad yeah and I'm like oh yeah I'm just gonna you know be a rock star and instead you know instead of just having like okay this is my micro goal for now or this is my quarterly goal and I can track it and I'm specific on what that looks like and I know that it's feeding whatever my greater goal is Mm. Sure. Yeah, that's it. The key is feeding the bigger goal. And what's funny is that sometimes we'll write down a goal that like we know that we can do in that week. And we're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I don't even need to like do that because it's yeah. so easy to do that like it's not grand enough in our mind. Yeah. But we have to do those little things because those little things support the big things. I work with a life coach and something that we talk about literally all the time 
with me is that I'm like a big, I think, I actually think a lot of stylists are like this. I think we're victims of this. It's like, <laughs> we get to see immediate yep. gratification yep. transformations all day, every day. And so we have these like, you know, well, this is what I want. I want this huge thing and I'm going to yeah. like, I want it tomorrow. And we tend to think that the little things don't stack up to make that. And I know that's right. a big thing with me and it is so imperative. You will literally never get there if you can't break it down into those small things and be, and go after those small things and be proud of those small things. Cause we tend to think they're not important. And I do think that that's literally the only way to get there. And so 100% I'm with you on that. I think that, you know, it's hard because that immediate gratification, it, when it's a small thing, it doesn't feel as big, you know, but it's yeah. all leading us there. And that, I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It all adds up. Everything, everything comes out yeah. in the wash and, yeah. and it will show its face one way or another, whether or not you did do it or you didn't or you're still missing missing the mark on some things. And so yeah. I think that that even goes into the next area that I wanted to talk to you about too is what kinds of things are good to set as like a goal and what kinds of goals would you not recommend setting? Because there are things where you can like be so honed in on mm -hmm. and it might not actually be what's for you. Totally. So I think obviously a good goal is something that, that you actually want. And I know that sounds crazy, but I think so many times we see someone on Instagram or whatever the case may be, and we think we want their life or their job or whatever. And we tend to set goals of things that we don't really know, like, what does that actually look like for us? And what, what does that mean for our lifestyle? What does it mean? What do we have to do to get there? And sometimes it looks really shiny from the outside, but it's not actually something we want. I know for myself, as a brief example, years ago, I desperately was on track to becoming like an on stage at hair shows educator. And that's, you know, I was like, that's going to be so cool. And like, they look so amazing. And it was just, it was awesome to see. And then I did it <laughs> and it just, it just wasn't for me. Um, it wasn't the lifestyle that I wanted for myself. I wanted to settle mm -hmm. down and start a family. You know, it wasn't, um, it just wasn't fueling, you know, the spark that I thought it would. And I realized that my, you know, excitement lied elsewhere, but you know, it was good for me to kind of see that. But my point being that you kind of should think through what would your life look like if you achieved that goal or like, what would it look like to, to achieve that goal? What, what would happen? And so if you mm. actually think through it, is that something you actually want? Or do you yeah. want some part of that, right? And I think that that's like a really important thing to look at as a whole. So I think that would be a good goal is something that you actually want. And that of course, that you can make a plan for and, and hold yourself accountable to, or like that you have action steps to get there. Yeah. As far as bad goals, I think that, you know, when it comes to a bad goal, it's, it's not that your goal is bad. It's that maybe the intention isn't for you or that you, you know, you, again, that you wouldn't be happy when you get there. I think that if you can't measure it or you, you're just saying mm -hmm. something to say something, then, you know, you need to just refine it. I, again, I don't think there's a yeah. bad goal. I just think it needs to be a refined goal or it needs to be something that, that you can actually realistically achieve. And I, and I hate to say realistically, because I do think you can dream as big as you want, 
But at the same time, if you're in a season of life, like right now, my season of life is not conducive for some goals that maybe I want to do in the, in the long-term future. Um, and those can still be in the back of my mind, but like my goals right now with having two toddlers are very different, you know, than Mm -hmm. when I was a single woman, um, or, you know, maybe in the future when my kids are older and in school and I have more time to focus on that. So I think that the only time it's not serving you is when it's just not for you in this season or, you know, it's just not realistic with your lifestyle. Oh, for sure. And, you know, we've, talked about that I know just within IBE and different situations with educators and such and just being realistic with what you want and the and the lifestyle and the responsibility that that comes with because once you're there you're there and then all of a sudden you're committed and so not to be afraid or scare you away from big goals but they also come sometimes with big responsibility that you don't even see from Instagram or from somebody's story or somebody I don't know check the be real first and see what they're doing every day and see if that's the life that you want that's a thousand because it might come with other things that are behind the scenes that you don't even realize and so just know if somebody is out there showing one part of something that you're trying to achieve that there is a whole other side of it that you might not even realize so be realistic with that I love that you mentioned that making sure that it's what you want and that there really isn't a bad goal but there might be something that's not fitting for this season or something that just needs to be refined a little bit more so another problem which I have found more so in the last year is huge for stylists is that we take we're obsessed with education right we want to be the best of the best we want to offer our guests the best of whatever we're doing whether it's color cut extensions, styling, anything. So we just take lots of education. We take lots of advice. Mm -hmm. We crave it. We get it anywhere we can. You guys are sitting here listening to this podcast, wanting something more (laughs) here. Here we all are. Okay. And something that we all tend to do is we, whether or not it's a goal or task or a system, we all want to just put it in place immediately because, you know, we are pretty, um, I don't want to say impulsive, but um, I don't have the right word for it. But we take action, immediate action, mm-hmm. really, hairstylists do. And so we start these things and then we just let them die. We yeah. start something and then it just crumbles or it just falls. And so what are some tips to maintain your goals because that's what's going to make the biggest impact is actually the maintenance because it's all fun and games to sit and daydream and to write it all down December 31st you know you're off work you're gonna go to a New Year's Eve party you spend the day planning your business and then April comes and then July comes and then September's here before you know it so how do you maintain those things I love this question. And actually my entire course (laughs) in business masters is this basically, um, my class is called actionable business and it literally, um, pretty much addresses this entire situation where we just consume, consume. And I think that a lot of us fall into overwhelm and we, Mm. you know, we get excited first. It's this excitement and we're going to do this and we have all these goals and, you know, write it all down and we're ready to go. And then, quickly we're overwhelmed with what that 
looks like and, and what you know what it takes to get there. Um, and so I address a lot of that in the course, but I definitely think that obviously I think having a refined goal list is the most important to start with. So um, really refining it to like one, maybe two goals per section of your life. So, you know, business, personal relationship, whatever, um, really only having like one goal per, you know, season or, or per area of your life. Um, and that could be one goal per quarter. Um, it could be one goal for the year, but then we do need to maybe break it down into smaller quarterly goals or how you're going to get there. Um, I think that breaking it down is so helpful, especially for my, my kind of brain, um, is to actually see, okay, here's my big goal. Um, what kind of things would actually move me towards getting there? Um, and I think, (laughs) one of the most important things to do that we have to do is like, is a quarterly check-in, right? So checking in with, okay, what have I done? Again, celebrating some kind of win. And then, and then actually addressing like what that quarterly goal is and learning to say no to other things. I think that like, sometimes we are in the midst of things. And again, whether it's like, oh, I want to take more, more education or more this. Well, if your goal was to be, you know, the best, IBE technique master, whatever, but you continuously are taking classes, you know, for something unrelated to IBE, which I think all education is so valuable, but if this was your goal, right, it's like focusing in on that. So Mm -hmm. I think, um, sometimes we have to say just not right now. It doesn't have to be a hard no, but just not right now. Um, I can't focus on that thing right now because I'm focusing over here. Um, and I think that's something that's beyond important is to say, okay, is to take a realistic look and say, am I focusing on the thing that I set out, you know, that this was my goal and just kind of recentering quarterly, at least. Um, if you want to do, mm-hmm. I do actually a weekly check-in with myself. That's, I mean, that's part of what I do for myself because I am so ADD and yeah. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Yep. And I, and I do easily fall into those traps of like more, more, more and exciting. Um, <laughs> and so I, I mean, I have a life coach, I work with business mentors, things like that. So for myself, I do a weekly check-in because that's the only way to make sure that I'm yeah. not getting off track. <laughs> yeah. um, but I definitely think at least quarterly checking in and just going through your list of those few goals. Again, it shouldn't be a long list and saying, okay, on this one goal, have the steps I've taken gotten me closer or am I getting off track? And then just recentering that. Um, I definitely mm. think that that is super helpful. And then also kind of just, you know, we want to be realistic with it and you, and you want to say like, you know, this is what I've done and this is what I haven't done, but being positive as well. I yeah. think that, um, sometimes we get really down on ourselves really early in the year. Like it's, it is April and we're like, Ugh, I have not done anything that I've needed to do to get there. And I'm just going to quit now. And it's like, okay, that's not, <laughs> that's not what we want. You know, this was a goal for a reason. This was something you set for yourself for a reason. So you know, you can be realistic with yourself, but also be kind with yourself and know that, okay, mm-hmm. it's only April. I can absolutely be back on track with this goal. What I've done so far hasn't been working. What have I been doing so that I can tweak that and actually like yeah. setting more actionable on purpose goals to figure out. Cause I think sometimes I honestly think goal getting is so much about knowing yourself. Would you yeah. agree? Like you need to I know agree. what works for you because what works for me or Tori mm-hmm. or anybody else isn't necessarily what works for you. And it's taken me years to figure that out because I, you know, sometimes like I'm an achiever, but I'm not like 
like some of these other people out here. I'm like, it takes Loud. a lot of work from my end to get to the goals I want to get to. And I just think that maybe what works for me doesn't always work for someone else. And I think mm-hmm. it's important to know yourself and to do yeah. those check-ins and say, okay, this system that I'm using isn't working for me. What else can I try or what else, where could I learn? That's yeah. what I'm really excited with coaching about just a little another side piece is because I can sit with these people. Obviously we have a curriculum to follow steps, but I have so many different ways for you, Caitlin, to get from A to B. Like Mm -hmm. there are so many different paths that you can take that will get you there. And so even like, obviously classes are important, different ways to approach things are great, but having that one-on-one coaching and just mentorship in someone like you with your life coach even is so great because they are essentially just a little toolbox that can that you just kind of take what you need from and and you use it to get you to that point point. and another thing too that goes into what you've been saying is you underestimate what you can get done in a year but you overestimate what you can get done in a day. Mm-hmm. And so the key is to, like Caitlin's saying, focus on one or two things and let those just accumulate as things that you've accomplished over time. And it will add up quickly and you will get a lot done instead of trying to sit down in one day and do an overhaul, an extreme home makeover on your life or your business. Yeah, I do think that's so important. And I think um, another little tip that I learned a long time ago, and I think this is really valuable for a lot of people, is that, you know, a lot of us set aside working hours, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's Mondays. I don't know. You know, there's certain days of the week that we may have that we're like, okay, this is my day to get these things done. And I think the hard part can be that sometimes you're not in the mood to do the thing (laughs) that you maybe like have on your list. And you're like, dang it. And so I think it's important to have maybe a revolving list of things that will all help you get to where you want to go and that you can kind of pick and choose how you feel in that day. Sometimes I will project that I'm going to be in the mood to do something and I'm really just not. And and it's not right. going to be the best of me to do that thing that day because I'm not there mentally. I'm not there emotionally, mm-hmm. whatever that is, but I can do something else. And I think what I used to do was that if I wasn't feeling it, I would just like, all right, cool. I'm going to just watch Netflix and this day is a bust. Yeah. But instead I could absolutely shift my focus onto, okay, these, I'm going to go back to my like written down list and my tasks and say, okay, but I do feel like I could do this today. And right. this would still get me closer to a goal that I'm following. Right. And so I think sometimes it's, it's actually learning to be flexible with yourself and saying like all of, you know, this is what I can achieve in a day, but I, it's not doing too much in a day. It, it could be just doing something that's serving where you are emotionally that day or where you are mentally, yeah. physically that day. Gosh, that is so true. And that was me yesterday. Like I sat down with the list and I'm like, that is just daunting. Like I yeah. can't, there, uh, <laughs> speechless, you know, can I click around on Canva for a few hours? Of course. <laughs> so that's what I did, you know, and that's fun to me. And that's something that comes naturally to me. And so I chose that. And I also am choosing not to beat myself up that the rest of the tasks didn't quite make it onto my yes. to done list. And so that's another thing too, is just like being like, whatever. Okay. It'll happen. Like everything always works out. 
everything will always get done. If not, it'll just still be on your list waiting. There's always a deadline. So you'll know you're like, oh, crap, got to get this done. Oh, there's Um, actually a book um, I read. I'll have to find it. I can't. I'm spacing on the name, but it talks about procrastination. And it's actually like you can't trick your brain. of a deadline once you know the deadline it's like subconsciously ingrained in your brain like like if I'm like okay Tori this is due by December 31st so you actually have to have it done by December 15th my brain is like girl you're funny we're gonna do it on December 30th at 12 a.m. You know, like we're not doing it anytime earlier and so that's also it might be one of those like like those laws of like what are those laws? Like if it can happen, it will. It's like one of those yeah. laws with procrastination. Like you can't trick your brain. And so just let it be. Just let yeah. it be. And I know for myself, I actually thrive on procrastination. And I think it's gotten yeah. such a bad rap and it's so bad. I do my best work at the 11th hour. And yeah. I know that not everyone works that way. And some people need to strategically plan out. And that's go off, sis. Like that's awesome <laughs> for you. I For me, <laughs> I am a procrastinator. I mean, I, that's just how I am. And you know what? Mm -hmm. I end up as long as, as long as you have set yourself up for success in that moment, then that's okay. You know, I, I do think that it's important, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I totally, I'm a procrastinator. However, I'm also somebody who gets things done and I don't, you know, it all, again, it all works out and I, and I absolutely do the things that are necessary and I'm not like behind, but I, you know, I'm doing them at the last minute and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like the list I was looking at, like the canvas sounded more fun. Yeah. We need the pressure. We need to say, okay, this is, here's the pressure. This is what's happening. Here we are. And that's where we thrive. Um, But back to your point earlier about, okay, so if you are sitting down and you're realizing like, oh, this thing sounds more fun or like, I just dread doing this thing. Sometimes that's even an important goal is to look at the things that you really hate doing or that you're not great at and decide, is this something that I could hire out or is this something that um, mm. I could learn to do? Maybe it's maybe we hate it because you just don't you're not very good at it. And in right. that case, could you learn it or maybe you just hate it because you hate it. And but there's mm-hmm. somebody who freaking loves it. And if you are able to, you know, generate the revenue to then hire that out. You know what I mean? Sometimes those have been my goals for sure in the past is like, okay, how can I do more of what I really enjoy doing and do less of the things I really don't like doing? Um, And I think that that's like really helpful for me is to sit down and figure those things out because sometimes, I mean, I was literally warring with myself to sit down and do my QuickBooks all the time and do my books. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is so miserable for me. It's just not where I thrive. Um, Mm -hmm. And when I had someone take that off my plate, it's been like, oh, I'm so liberated. <laughs> right. And just like the peace that comes with that is like, you don't have to worry. It really feels like a weight lifted off your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to have the right people in place and you have to really trust that. But yes. Yeah. I definitely think that's like a perfect way to help keep your goals centered and in a place where you're actually making progress towards them is that delegation because we want to do it all and we want to have sometimes control of all that we're doing when really it could be done better by someone else who isn't like forcing themselves to do it. Totally. I mean, it's just kind of like even, I don't know, 
one of my least favorite things in the world is cleaning. I know <laughs> it's just how yep. it is, right? I just don't enjoy cleaning, but I can go over to like, I can, I love cleaning my salon or I love going over to other people's houses and cleaning other people's houses, yep. but it's just my space, right? So sometimes it's like somebody else loves to clean my house or to, you know, do those tasks yeah. that I like hate doing. And it's so, it's so funny to see that. Cause you're like, gosh, this is like, like you really enjoy doing this, but it's, there are people who enjoy doing everything you don't enjoy doing. <laughs> Good to, to think about and to remind yourself of and not feel guilty um, of yeah. having people do things for you or asking for help. I think in the past there has been that guilt there as a woman and mm. just in general trying to do it all it can be a lot of pressure. And so I hope that you guys are here listening and taking some notes because these have been so good. Like this is just so good. I love hearing <laughs> all of this stuff from you. I'm like, yeah, I needed to hear this. Like just as much <laughs> as like, I'm like, I may have had some personal um, motives with recording this episode. Just <laughs> myself in here for the beginning totally. of the year. But well, it's the perfect time of year. It's the perfect, you know, setting right now. Everyone's in that mode. Um, and just to, to tag on what you just said too, I think, you know, for everyone listening, this is also a time of year to, again, take stock of like what is best for you and you need to take care of yourself and to make sure that you are feeding whatever it is that's going to bring you joy and bring you the best life you can have. So, you know, really just getting to know yourself sometimes is what that takes. Yeah. More so getting to know yourself, like do a personality quiz or something, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. But yeah, just finding out who you want to be and who you want to grow into that next year and how that's going to look and what that life is going to feel like and what the responsibility is going to be to support those achievements and all of that. And then, like you said, I want to round back off with celebrating the things that you have accomplished this year. Write them down. Use lipstick. Put it on your mirror. Put sticky notes on your mirror. Put it on your station, whatever it is, really, really highlight yourself in this time. And you're going to be surprised at how many things you achieved this year. Even the things that you didn't even set out to accomplish, the goals that you didn't even know, just those secondary goals that came along with other things, you will be so proud of yourself and it will make you so confident to go into this upcoming year to just kill it absolutely and I mean if you don't know what all you've accomplished just ask a friend or your guests because I guarantee you they're <laughs> freaking proud of you and it is it's so wild because sometimes they'll remind me of things or or ask about something and I'm like oh my gosh yeah I did do that and I right. think you know it's just I want to celebrate with everyone and know that you've all done something or many things like so incredible and it's just being proud of yourself and knowing that you can move forward. Cause I think that is the motivation that, or the, I don't know if motivation is the right word, the, um, what's the word? Yeah. The, that's the, it's not, it's inspiration. No. Yeah. 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 So that's the inspiration to help you move forward into the year is knowing that you've, you know, you've done this, you've crushed certain things and now you're just going to go on and crush more. And that's, you know, that's incredible. So. Yeah, it really is just having even yourself as inspiration at times. We forget that we can do that because yeah. we 
maybe get inspired on Pinterest or Instagram or whatever else, like we can be the inspiration and realizing too, that we are actually like an inspiration to someone. We just don't even realize it can come with like a lot of can build your confidence a lot. I feel like. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this has been so freaking incredible. Caitlin, you guys are definitely going to want to follow her on Instagram. She has, she has and does and shares so many incredible things. What is your Instagram? It is Illuminate Beauty Studio. Um, and that's, you can find me anywhere from Illuminate Beauty Studio. Yes, definitely go follow her. Check her out. You want to stay nearby her so she can keep you guys motivated and achieving those goals throughout the year. She is such a good motivator. I'm so excited for her class this upcoming round in Master's Business. It is going to be off the charts. I know that so many people are signed up for this round and I'm I think it's like record setting numbers so I'm really excited to be spending time with you guys all in master's business if you guys have any questions you can reach out to her on her Instagram or in the IBE stylist app thank you guys all so much for hanging out with us today thank you if you guys liked and enjoyed this episode as much as we did please rate and subscribe and we will catch you guys on the flip side